Hello there, and welcome to the Job Street Quality Connections podcast, sharing with you top tips and advice from top employers to help guide you on your job hunting journey. I'm Anita Wu, and I've had several roles from publishing to broadcasting, and I'm here to find out what employers are really looking for and the people they hire. Today, we're very excited to have Serene Kong, Head of Digital Strategy and Innovation of RHB Banking. Hi, Serene. Hi, Anita. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Um, how have you been in this in this pandemic so far? Have it's been good. It's been good. We've been working from home. The kids are schooling from home as well, um, and we are making the best that we can. Yeah, we'd like to have a little chat today um, and seeking your advice and and from your experience in the various industries you've been in as well. Um, can you tell us how you got to where you are today in your journey? Um, it's really interesting because when I first uh, finished high school or secondary school in Malaysia, um, I actually wanted to go into the hotel F&B business, but my dad said over his dead body and, um, the IT industry was actually picking up at that point in time. And so he signed me up, uh, into a local college and that kickstarted my journey in IT and technology. And I found that uh, I actually liked it. Um, in the beginning, yes, uh, as a female, there weren't many in the IT industry, but as, as we've come along so far, I think we're pretty mixed and it's pretty equal. That's great. Can you tell me a little bit more about um, your team and, and what kind of a typical day is like for your team? So I head up the digital strategy and innovation at RHB. Um, within digital RHB itself, there's about a hundred of us, a hundred strong. Um, my team in particular, there are only two of us. We're a small lean team uh, that we are hoping to pick up soon in uh, by the end of the year. So what happens is majority of the time it's communication, it's talking to business stakeholders, it's talking to the technology stakeholders, um, running initiatives uh, that we are about to roll out and also doing research on what are the new technologies and innovations that we can bring in for the bank. Yep. Well, so those are your key tasks as well, uh, I'm guessing. And um, yeah. Can you tell me, in curating this team of yours, what did you look for? I understand it's a lean team, uh, but what were some of the key qualities that you were looking for in curating your team? Other than the technology uh, uh, experiences and skills, um, what I really look for is authenticity, uh, especially when speaking to the candidates, um, as well as the adaptability, the uh, evidence of adaptability and teachability, because we have, there's only one thing constant, which is change. Um, and being in strategy and innovation, we have to adapt to change and embrace change. So that's some something key that I look for. Do you also look for um, candidates that perhaps have the same vision as the company? Is that important to you? Um, the overall vision, yes, that's important. Uh, and I think for all candidates who are looking for jobs, it's also very important to research the company and align it to what you want personally and professionally. Uh, that is important, uh, but also to be able to think in a broader perspective um, uh, and out of the box for, for lack of a better word. 
it is innovation after all. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Up. Yeah. Okay. Um, tell me how you found yourself in, in this position in a sense of how, uh, did you face any challenges to get to the position that you are? Um, was it a straightforward path for you? Um, for me, I think it is pretty much straightforward in the sense that um, it is within the many career paths of technology. For me, it's more of the journey and the learning uh, that I get from it. Um, and being diligent, oh, you, you reap what you invest. So <laughs> you put in the time, the hard work. Uh, for me, importantly, uh, the mentors that I met along the way who helped me in my professional career and also provided the um, relevant exposures for me to be able to go, get to where I am today. Yeah, that's what we've been gathering a lot, that the mentors and and uh, the leads have been quite key in that journey. And um, I, I suppose, how, how about your style of leadership now that you're also heading up your team? Uh, what would you brand the Serene Kong factor? Um, I learned from very early on in my career that I did not want to be a micromanager. That's not my style. Um, and it's very important to nurture. I, it's it's in my nature. And if if I take multiple personality tests, I'm always ending up as the coach or the nurturer. So that's that's really my style. Um, and I like to give employees, uh, uh, staff, uh, colleagues room to grow and to to come up with their own ideas and challenge the norm. I'm not always right. I'm not the 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 know it all, uh, so I'll it's more inclusive in that sense. I think that's that's the kind of style of leadership that a lot of people or companies are also looking for now, in in terms of that inclusivity, nurturing, mentoring, uh, two way two way street situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, things at the workplace have evolved quite a bit as well. Uh, can you tell us what? mistakes, whether they were rookie mistakes or big learning curves that you had or experiences you had learned in your journey? Um, wow. Uh, I think if I would list out all the mistakes I made, it would fill up a compendium. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what uh, makes the, the, the treasure trove yes, with lessons. Yes, <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> Um, the funny thing, I started off as a developer and uh, I was a developer in a small company. It's actually a French advertising company that has its IT arm in Malaysia. And we were actually running the um, uh, F1 uh, portal, so to say. Wow. Uh, and one of my tasks would be that whenever there was an F1 race uh, and and at that time, um, there wasn't all this technology for live streaming and all that. So I would be the one inputting uh, or ensuring that the live data is input into the system so that um, viewers would get, you know, the live timings, etc. cetera. Um, at the end of one of the race, I, I remember it was late at night, forgot which country it was. Um, I actually deleted half the database. <laughs> Accidentally, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I panicked 
I froze, but I think I composed myself and managed to recover it from backups, uh, which is good. So lessons learned, backup, backup, backup. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, and own up. Um, I told my boss later on what had happened and what I had done to fix it. Yeah, I think that's um, that's that's a wonderful uh, perspective when you are able to own up. Um, yes. and, and you're able to say, Hey, this is what happened, but this is also what I learned and how I fixed it in that way. That's thank you for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've never deleted a database after that. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, do you have any tips or advice for people who are just, uh, starting out in their, uh, career and looking for jobs? Um, I think one of the key things is something I mentioned earlier, uh, do research the different companies to align to what you are looking for personally and professionally Um, with the millennials. Now, I I know that it's very important to align, uh, unlike how we started off, um, or rather I started off earlier, where we just took whatever that came along the way. Um, so that you get the right footing in and you get the right exposure and the learnings for you to grow in your career. Uh, Don't be afraid um, to ask questions and to uh, just say that, you know, you don't know that, but you're willing to learn. Uh, I think that's what a lot of employers are looking for, the willingness to learn. Mm. And what is an absolute no-no for you during a job interview? Uh, during a job interview, um, first impressions, yeah, first first impressions always count. Um, and I think uh, being in the IT line, a lot of people think that it's okay to still turn up in an interview to an interview in t-shirt and jeans. Um, for me, it, it puts me off a little. It shows how much you care about the interview and how much effort you put into it. Has that changed, do you feel, with a lot of interviews being conducted via Zoom and virtually these days? Honestly, in the interviews that I've attended, um, the candidates actually do put an effort to put on a shirt at least. (laughs) Doesn't matter what's going on at top down, I mean, halfway and the bottom half, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As long as the camera doesn't pan down or you don't stand up, that's important. That's also a lesson learned during, you know, the work from home. Don't stand up if the camera is on. Yeah. Um, What do you hope to see as well in in the future of your team, um, how do you see your vision of of expansion um, when curating your team? I look for um, diversity. So I don't look necessarily for technology people within banking sector so that we'll be able to bring in the ideas from outside uh, of banking that's one. And two is that uh, we'll be able to bring in more innovations uh, to a perceived brick and mortar company, which is a bank. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have any advice for people who may be further along in their career who are now uh, finding themselves applying for jobs? Mm. 
I think you'll find a common theme in, in my answers um, that change is the only constant. Uh, don't be afraid to look out of your comfort area because uh, your experience may be relevant in things that you might not think is relevant to you. Uh, don't limit yourselves. Uh, that's what I would say. And so basically adaptability, the willingness to upskill. Um, yes, we've seen, we've seen so many case studies of how uh, large companies who have not been able to adapt, not be able to uh, pivot, especially now in IR4. So as individuals, I think it's also really important for us to pivot that way. So Serene, you know, being one of the early um, pioneers for women in the tech and IT space, what would you say to encourage and inspire young women to get started or, or to get them into the tech and digital roles? Um, even though I was one of the pioneers, I never felt that my gender was an inhibitance at all. Uh, and I feel that for young women today, they have a lot of opportunities, especially in the education where STEM is now um, approached and it's not gender biased. Everybody, everybody gets a chance to it. And if you're interested in it, just, just come in because it's not all nerds with specs in dark rooms facing three yeah, look monitors. Look at you. Fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, and as you can see, in Malaysia, there are a lot of um, tech companies that are being led by women um, as well as overseas. So uh, don't don't see your gender as an inhibitor uh, and embrace what you love. If you love tech, come join us. Truly. I mean, you know, what's really interesting as well is that I've observed, say, in the case of Alibaba, for example, um, what was interesting was that Jack Ma had said that technology was actually kind of the leveler, a neutralizer in terms of gender, because you don't really care who's behind the device. You know what I mean? As yeah, long as yeah. you can do it and, and, and your skill is what's most relevant. And he didn't even realize that at one point that his company was actually driven mainly by women. Yeah. So yeah. that's one um, that's on the developer side of things. But I like to also expand that technology today, especially in the digital world, it's not only about coding anymore. Um, yes, IT skill is required. A basic IT skill is definitely required. But there are also a plethora of skills that we are looking for user experience, user design, business architects. Um, so if you are creative, and have technical skills there's that also sounds like a, a win for you. that seems like what a lot of people are looking for at the moment yeah. yeah yeah so touching on your point earlier about having a good mentor and having someone that's able to guide you in the future you want to go towards can you tell us what elements one should look for in a mentor and the second part to that question is um how do you go about asking someone to be a mentor? Based on my own personal experience, um, I must say I've never approached someone officially to say, hey, would you be my mentor? Um, it kind of happened naturally. Uh, the difference between mentors and coaches or supervisors are that mentors actually have also a little bit of emotional investment in you. They actually care about you and want to see you succeed. 
Um, so if you find that connection with anybody um, inside your industry, outside your industry, or even with your supervisor, and that's of course the best because then you get the exposure that you need, um, be humble, be willing to learn and be willing to ask. Um, not ask, would you be my mentor? But, you know, um, ask them for their advice in certain scenarios. Reach out to them if you feel that you need a sounding board and they are open to speak to you. I think that's important. Uh, and you don't have to harp on just having one mentor and, you know, stress about must must have a mentor. Uh uh, it will happen naturally if you're open to receive it. And if if people see that um, you are also invested uh, and interested in what you're doing, right? it's a two-way street. Yeah, that is such a good point that, that you don't, first of all, need to have a mentor necessarily. Uh, or be, uh, you know, or harp on, on, on having to look for one. And the second, you can have more than one. Yeah, I I had more than one. I mean, wow. I was lucky in the sense that in different phases of my career, I've had a mentor uh, guiding me along the way. So I guess I was lucky. <laughs> yeah, really lucky. <laughs> uh, how would you say that it differs? You know, have you had experience? You said yourself that you're also more of a coach at the moment. Um, how would you differentiate those two roles? And what are the, the differences? Um, like what I mentioned, a coach uh, is basically someone who just pushes you to do um, to a certain objective, to a certain um, uh, metric, for example, you know, uh, whereas the mentor looks at it not only from the metrics, but also from your personal growth. Um, what are the things that you need to do for your personal growth? What are the areas that you need to improve? I feel mentors know you perhaps professionally that is a bit better than yourself and they know your strength better than yourself uh, for me personally I have my inner critics and I've always downplayed my strengths and it's my mentors who have seen my strength and pushed me towards you know taking up more challenges uh, getting more exposure uh, coaches would just uh, I feel coaches has an end game and pushes you just towards that and takes whatever it means to get to that point. Right. Yeah. Right. That's that's a very interesting differentiation. Um, would you see yourself as more of a coach or more of a mentor? Uh, a bit of both. Like I said, mentor mentorship, you need that, that click, right? That two ways. Um, so along the way, I've tried um, to bring people under my arm, so to say, <laughs> But um, under my wings, sorry. But uh, yeah, it's a bit of both. Um, sometimes you need to play the coach. Um, sometimes you take a step back uh, and say, hey, sit down. Let's, let's have a talk over coffee. What do you look for when you apply for a job uh, in terms of the corporate culture? The corporate culture that is probably aligned to what I, I feel strongly about personally uh, and whether or not... Um, it would help me grow professionally. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I think people sometimes are trying to chase for certain things and uh, and 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 forget to also see if there's a two way match in that. Yeah, and uh, the best way to go to get to know uh, corporate culture is 
of course, through their corporate websites, but also speaking to people uh, working within that company. Um, and as you, if you know, happen to know. <laughs> yeah, if you happen to know, or I'm quite sure people scout through Job Street as well to look at, yes. you know, input. So, yes. yeah. Thank you very much, Serene, for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure having a chat with you and gaining insight. Thank you so much, Anita. Thank you for listening to the Job Street Quality Connections podcast. Don't forget to check out our other episodes. While you're at it, download the Job Street app to find out the easiest and fastest way to search for the most jobs. Catch you in the next episode. 